Hello, everyone. Craig Dunkerley here, and welcome to the Beyond Growth Show. I'm here with the always lovely Claudia Harvey. Hello, everybody. And who is our guest today, Craig? Today's guest is Dr. Janet Smith Warfield, a word energy alchemist at Planetary Peace, Power, and Prosperity Legacy Foundation, Inc. Wow. I am interested to see what a word energy alchemist is. So I look forward to having her on. And But everybody, please remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube and Spotify channel. And please comment, click the bell for any and all updates to the videos. And let's get started with something positive. Well, something positive. Um, March 8th was International Women's Day. And I actually question if there's any International Men's Day. But anyway, I'd like to celebrate International Women's Day. Yay! I think about where I was last year at this time, because right now uh, we're still pretty much in lockdown because of COVID. Last year at this time, Craig asked me last year at this time what, what I was doing. Okay, I will. So where were you and what were you doing last year at this time? Well, Craig and I do a lot of speaking. We do a lot of energy. Oh, sorry. Stop. Hold on. Craig and I do a lot of speaking and we do a lot of events. Last year... I was at the very, very last event before everything shut down in our COVID world. Mm -hmm. So I was launching with Tina Tarantian, one of our other guests that has been on the podcast, the book, American Leading Ladies. Um, so we, we did a book launch March 5th on behalf of International Women's Day. And I cannot believe that was just a year ago. Like that is, that is just crazy. What, mm -hmm. The year has flown by, but at the same time, it's like a century ago. So... Anyway, everyone to all my other absolute amazing women out there, happy International Women's Day. You rock. You're amazing. And if you don't think so, just listen to that again and again, that you rock and are amazing. Anyway, let's move on. Absolutely. <laughs> let's bring on Janet. Hi, Janet. Hi, Claudia. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? <laughs> I'm flying. Excellent. <laughs> a lot of fun. And hi, Hi, Craig. Hello. Hello. Very nice to see you again, Janet, and really looking forward to this episode of the show. So, you know, why don't we get right into it and have you tell us about what you do? What is Word Energy Alchemist? Because we're playing with words, we're playing with the words. It is very hard for me to talk about what a Word Energy Alchemist is. It's much easier for me to actually show you and give you the experience, you and your audience. So um, can you see the, the image on the screen? Yeah, absolutely. So let, me, let me preface this by saying to all the listeners that you can go onto our YouTube channel and see this episode on the YouTube channel to actually see what Janet is speaking about. All right, so, and then we will be your audience, Janet. Okay. Sounds good. We've got the roles set up here. So can you see this image by my friend, John Langdon? I see it. Yes, I do. Yes. What do you see? 
Well, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step into this. I see the word hate up okay. on the screen. Okay. Craig, what do you see? So what I see, you know, around the two words, I see a lot of swirling and just things kind of just all over the place type of thing. Uh, I do see the word love, although I didn't see it initially. I saw hate first, but then the L-O and the, and the V started to develop for me. Okay. And now that I see, he says that, I see that. I did not see that initially. So, and I can tell you probably two thirds of the people who look at that image see hate the first time. There are about one third who see the word love. And there are people who see other words there too. For example, a lot of people see the word note. And you can sort of see that in there. Ah, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. If you see the word hate, how do you feel? Well, to me, that's an incredibly negative word. I don't want to hate. I try not to hate. I try not even to use the word hate in my language. Uh, it's a very strong word. So it, 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 it connotes negativity to me. Okay. And uh, actually, I was asking you how you feel when you see that word. Oh, that's a good question. Interesting. Um, uh, I feel depressed. Anything else? Mm, oppressed, depressed, mm, cloudy. Um, yeah, it, no, no energy, to be honest. Like just, it's, uh, it's, it, it makes me feel sad. Okay. Craig, you have anything to add to that? Sure. So when I saw the word hate there, I think I also saw the turmoil of the background behind hate. And it was the turmoil that I felt when I looked at it and not wanting turmoil in my life just was not, was put off by the picture because of the word hate and that turmoil that was behind it. But then as I did get drawn in and see the word love, you know, it kind of brought me out of that feeling. When you see the word love, how do you feel? I'll go again. Um, love, when I see it, now that it's mentioned to me, and I see it, it's pink. So it makes me feel um, more upbeat, more positive, more cheerful. Cheerful, I think, is the word that I would choose. Right. Yeah, so I think I kind of as I, I mentioned there, when I saw the word love, it, it pulled me out of that discomfort, that turmoil, and made me feel comfortable again that, oh, this is a nice picture. Safe. Safe. Maybe free to express yourself, creative, co-creative. Mm -hmm. Actually, when, when back to the word hate, um, I don't even want to say that I saw hate. Because I, I think that makes me feel negative. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me that Claudia is so negative. <laughs> so uh, I'll take that back. I see that. <laughs> That's actually an interesting comment. And this is just a, a, an aside. But can you both hate injustice and learn? Sure. sure. Right. So it really depends on what the, the focus underlying those two words is, your particular focus. Let me um, just move in a couple of other directions here, though. 
And this is what the word energy, alchemy, is. This is an experience of word energy, alchemy, as opposed to talking or conceptualizing what it is. Some things to notice. And again, this is, I mean, Claudia, you mentioned before that once somebody else conceptualized the image differently and pointed out to you that you could see the word love, mm -hmm. but oh yeah, that's additional information coming in to you, which you can use or not as you choose. But it's it broadens your perspective of sure. what is in this image. And just another thing that's really important to notice about this is that nothing in the image changes. True. The only thing that changes is what you perceive. True. And how that affects your own energetic field. Your body, your feelings, your emotions, your ability to function in the world. True. Hmm. Right. So let me ask you another question. Once you can see both hate and love, you're in choice. Right. It's a shift of the eyes to be able it's, to it's see. It's a it. shift of much more than the yeah. eyes. It's a shift of the mind. It's a shift of the emotions. It's a shift of your own internal energy. Hmm. So once you can see both love and hate here, you're in choice, right? Very true. Is what you're going to focus on. And in fact, now that I see the image again and again, I am now drawn to the word love, not to the word hate. Because, okay, let's, let's get into why you're drawn to the word love rather than the word hate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's such a nicer word. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I'd have to say, you know, uh, I don't like the word hate, just like Claudia uh, mentioned uh, how she feels about the word hate, and I'm sure many people don't. But uh, I try to avoid using the word, and you brought up an example where hate uh, can be used, uh, Janet. But for me myself, uh, it was, yes, not being comfortable with that word. I don't like it. And when I saw love, it was moving towards love and moving away from the hate. And it's very interesting because, yeah, we can certainly hate injustice. We can hate abuse. We can hate uh, discrimination. There are a lot of things we can hate. And we can choose either to push them down and away from us, mm -hmm. or we can choose to fight against them. But those aren't fun places to be either, energetically. So what if instead of fighting against injustice, just to use that as one example, we stand for justice. Is there any kind of an energetic shift for either of you in that? Well, I guess standing for something against fighting against something puts you in your power. Yes, exactly. And that's where your power lies is that standing for the principles that matter to you 
whatever they are. And when you are standing for something, yes, there are other people who are stuck in hate or fighting against, and they will bash you. Mm-hmm. But if you can stand there in strength and courage and connection, actually with everything that is, eventually the person who is doesn't like your strength and courage and your stance will go away and find an easier target. Hmm. You're still standing there like a citadel, drawing in other people to align with that strong, centered, focused energy. And interestingly enough, this is more word energy, alchemy. This symbol in Christianity is a symbol for prayer. And in Hinduism, and I think Buddhism too, it's a symbol for namaste. So just think about all these connections that we're building here out of a single image that does not change. That is interesting. And, you know, Craig and I talk about like-mindedness, about attraction, attracting positivity in our world, attracting people with that type of positive energy, getting rid of the naysayers, getting rid of negativity. And that is how we become and continue to be successful. But I didn't, I hadn't actually thought about the, the energy of that, like the how-to of that. And your example is very, is very interesting because it puts you in your power and power attracts power. And not only that, there's no force in this. I mean, you can go ahead and choose hate if you want. I'm not stopping you. But if I am standing in my own strength and power and courage and integrity, you will not knock me down. You can kill my body, but you'll never kill my soul. And how do you use this to help people, Janet? That's a good. It depends on the situation. Because, and this is part of word energy alchemy as well. If I am dealing with a bully, an abusive bully, I may try to have a conversation, a constructive conversation with him for a while, just to, as you noticed, Claudia, maybe open up his mind to new information or new possibilities. So hopefully we can align. But that doesn't always happen because if, if you've looked at the bully archetype, the reverse of the bully is the coward. So if he is really sitting or standing or stuck in his own fear, he's not going to be open to having a conversation with you because he needs to show you he is right and you are wrong. Boy, so you move out of that conversation. He has nothing to bully anymore. He has to go find somebody else to bully if he wants to bully somebody, uh, which is another choice that you as an individual can make to protect 
your own energy field or your own soul, if you want to use that word. There are a lot of words you could use for this, but your own sense of well-being, your own ability to create and co-create with other people, to bring your gifts fully into the world and share them with others. I mean, there, there's just so much potential. Now, if I am, for example, speaking with people like the two of you who are open to receiving new information and thinking about how it can support them and help them amplify mm -hmm. their beingness and their gifts to the world. That's a whole different energy dynamic because Claudia and Craig and I are having a conversation here today. We are exchanging information and we're all learning and growing through this exchange, including me. I mean, you taught your tech crew taught me a bundle about what you do with these videos after they get recorded. Uh, I don't know this stuff. And to tell you the truth, I don't have time to learn. So I need people like your tech people to tell me what to do so I can function in the tech world. So, so speaking about um, learning in words, Janet, you talk about dancing with words and dancing with wisdom. What does that mean? We're doing it right now. Ah. We're, we are doing it. I mean, this is the experience. Let me just comment on another thing about words. Have you ever heard of a Polish semanticist named um, Alfred Korzybski? No, I'm not familiar with that name. Okay. I would have to say I have not. All right. There are a very short phrase, a very few words for which he has become very famous. And those words are the map is not the territory. And I like to, and this again, this is word energy alchemy. I like to elaborate on that statement and bring it into more concrete form that people can really identify with. The menu is not the food you eat. A map of the West Coast of Florida is not the same as that experience of driving up I-75 and enjoying all the beautiful bougainvillea and the, the Gulf Coast waters and the palm trees. So one is conceptualization, which is the map. And we've, we human beings have created so many wonderful maps of the territory. But if, you, if you're in Florida and you've got a map of Canada, Toronto, for example, you're going to go, you're not going to get where you want to go. So you have to, and this again is the word energy alchemy, alchemy. You need to choose the right map for the territory in which you're operating or navigating. So it's different. And you are dancing with the words, you're dancing with the wisdom of how do I connect with the person here? not. I mean, uh, you don't connect with a bully. You just don't. You, you get, you protect your energy field from bullies. But if I want to connect with other people, um, 
it changes depending on who I'm talking to. Every person is unique. Every person is different. So a lot of it is actually not talking, but listening. So you listen to another person's words and you watch another person's body language. And then you can get a sense of their map, the map from which they are functioning. And it's probably one that they've been taught ever since they were a child. And they've been conditioned into a particular worldview or way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And if I can just mention, because this, if anybody wants to go deeper into this, on April 17th, 2020, I had filed in the state of Florida a Articles of Incorporation for a new educational foundation, free education for anybody on the planet. It's called Planetary Peace, Power, A-N-D, Prosperity. And the website is planetarypeacepowerandprosperity.org. If anybody wants more information, you two actually might be interested. If you have your own logo, mm -hmm. you really have your own websites. Yep. We are partnering with people right now all over the planet, uh, doing nothing but sharing logos and websites on each other's pages so that we don't have to clutter our own page with a lot of content. And I would invite any of your listeners who go onto our website, like what they see and would like to partner with us to, uh, they, they can actually contact us through a contact form on the page and tell us they want to, they want to amplify one another's work on the planet. There's only one general rule, which is do whatever you want as long as you do no harm. Wonderful. Keeps it real. Mm -hmm. Simple. And, and, and I will warn you, even that is a generalization. Because every time we eat a meal, we are killing something. Which is why, probably that's probably the origin of uh, Christian rituals, for example. Like saying grace before you eat a meal. Thank you for the life that has given its life so that I may sustain my own. Right. Well, I like some of the words that you use today in, in discussion, um, you know, amplify choice. I talk a lot about choice and I have gravitated to three words that mean a lot to me in my life. And those three words are strength, balance, and harmony. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I, I've gravitated towards that because I feel you can't have strength without the other two. You can't be in strength without you in balance and harmony. You can't be in, in harmony without being in balance and strong. And it's, it's just three words that I gravitate to. And I actually have the words on my office. I got on the wall in my office. So I see that every day. Which is like an affirmation, which right. is a really strong support system to refocus your mind on what really matters to you and who you are, who you are in each and every moment. Which is Ram Dass's Be Here Now or T.S. Eliot's The Still Point. Right. So do you think people, um, do you think people gravitate to words and, and then their choices and their philosophies and how they, how they look at the world 
based on experiences, based on their teachings, or a bit of both? Or can you comment on that? All, all of the above. And, and most of the people whom I, I actually do a podcast, Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I interview some amazing guests on that show. And we always are, it's an organic conversation. We are dancing with words and dancing with wisdom all the time. Many of have had really hard uh, challenges in their lives. And that's the uh, strength is the word you used. Is that right? Yes. In terms of courage. Yes. It's standing there in your own truth, in your own power and the things that mean a lot to you. And then sometimes drawing other people in. This is the law of attraction. Other people see who you are in your strength, balance, and her no. harmony. Yep. Harmony. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They see who, who you are and they're, what does she have that I need to know? How can I be like her? So you're just standing, in a way, you're standing there doing nothing except being who you are. Are right here right now and there's so much more depth to this that we can cover in a 20-minute segment um but it's a fact it, it is actually a fascinating place to change and when you set your intentions for bringing people into alignment as opposed to this power over power against dynamic if each one of us would do that the whole world would change mm-hmm. mm. It would become planetary, but with no pressure on anyone to do anything other than do no harm. So why do you think people choose not to? They're afraid. That was, They're a, afraid. That was a quick answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the main answer. They're, they're afraid. They're afraid to step into their own power. Who am I? be powerful? Who am I to be strong? I have been told that I'm a sinner and that I have to follow somebody else's rules. That's the conditioning. Like two th- at least 2,000 years of conditioning, if not more. Yeah, probably more. Right. Yes. And it's challenging breaking out of that because it's Again, you need to deal with your own fear. But there, there, you see there are word tools for doing that, too. Um, I, I don't know how much more time we have here, but um, the, the word tools, for example, when you are afraid, you pull back and you start watching your own mind. I can almost promise you, your mind will be focused on one of two places. It will be focused either in the future. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I do this? What's going to happen? Or it will be focused on what somebody else may think, say, or do instead of on your own choices. As soon as you notice that, you are then in choice. You can leave your mind right where it is and you can continue to feel the fear. Or you can choose to pull your mind back to the present moment. You know what? I think I gravitate to that. Naturally have gravitated to that. But that's where your power is. Mm -hmm. It's the only moment when you can 
choose and act is the present moment. And the, and the, and the question then is, what is my next step? What is either the most important thing for me to do right here, right now, or sometimes it's the easiest thing. I can go clean up the mess of dishes in my kitchen sink. <laughs> I choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with I, that. <laughs> it, it, it isn't my top priority, but I do do it on occasion. <laughs> So we are winding down, um, but I do have one more question for you okay. that I, I'm very intrigued about. Um, you say, you, you use the expression surrender into soul. And that is also the title of your new book, correct? Yes, it hasn't launched yet. We're still working on the beta version because yeah, the challenge is what words do you use and what stories do you put in? Mm -hmm. It's more like producing a play or a a drama or a, what you you two do here producing a, a podcast, a video podcast. And you have to think about what do I want, how do I want to impact people with this? Or what do I want people to gain? Mm -hmm. But it's, it is also my personal story, which has been full of fascinating experiences challenging experiences, certainly dealing with my own fear, my own rage, because rage is not a fun place to be either. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do with this rage over what feels like injustice perpetrated on you? What, how, where do you, how do you transform that? And there are tools, there are word tools for doing that as well. I mean, it's, it's a refocusing. It's all about a refocusing and choosing what you want to do with your own precious life. Mary Oliver. I love that. <laughs> that's great. I love that. That's, that's amazing. Um, so Janet, I, I wish I, I, we could go on and on and on. And I would love to have you back on again, if you would be willing to come back on. I would love to. We can focus on something else. <laughs> there is no end to this, which is why it's fascinating. And every, every situation is unique. So that's why you are dancing with words and dancing with wisdom. And sometimes the dance is keeping your mouth shut and not saying anything, just right. being there right. in silence and noticing and letting the other person, if they're in rage, for example, spew out their rage, but you detach from their words so they don't infect your own energetic system or your own soul, if you want to think of it that way. Hmm. Hmm. So as we finish up with this episode, Janet, can you tell us what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Well, right now, my focus is on, well, my focus is a lot of places, but major, <laughs> major projects, my major project is planetary peace, power, and prosperity. So if people go to that site and it is planetary peace, power, A-N-D, prosperity.org, fill out the contact form. I will receive that. And then, you know, give me your email address and I will get back to you as I can. Uh, I can tell you, I'm, I'm 
lucky I'm dating right now. But yes, I would love to come back onto your show sometime. We'll do some more dancing with words and dancing I love with that. Playing. Yeah, I think you know it it's um I would love to hear more about your story and your journey as well, how you got to this place, Janet, of of your own power and your own affirmations of dancing with words and how it, it helps people, helps the word, uh, helps the world. I think it's it's fascinating. That's one of the wonderful things about this podcast. We meet people from all variety of life, and I'm sure people will reach out to you. Um, and uh, I thank you again, Janet, for being on our show. And do you want to leave? Do you want to leave our listeners and viewers with any parting wisdom? There's a ton of wisdom I could leave, it. <laughs> but um, let's. Just let it be, be, or, or know yourself and be who you are, but choose your words with a great deal of care. Set your intentions. What do you want to do with your one precious life? And then use it in a way that does as little harm to others as possible. Where does that draw you? Wonderful. Yeah, with other like-minded people who can support you. <laughs> There's a whole ton of wisdom I can give. Them. That's just that's just touching a few a few points. Well, I think those are good ones to close out the segment. And thank you very much, Janet, for joining us. And we'll finish off this segment for today. And yes, look forward to having you on again. And thank you everyone else for, for watching and listening to this podcast. And as we close out, we always like to leave with a quote. So, um, Janet, I'd like to see if you can identify who said this, okay? Okay, okay we're playing another game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here it goes. Everything is energy, match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is philosophy. This is physics. Who said that? Well, I have not heard that before. One guess I would that it would immediately come to mind would be Albert Einstein. Bingo! Exactly. That is exactly said it. Because this is what I play with is the E equals MC square. The surrendering in the soul is you are you are part of that energetic side of that equation. And then the challenge is how you use your analytic device of categorizing words, which is the right side of that equation. The matter side of that of language. So, how do you cross that bridge and translate the energetic field into words that can change people's lives? Amazing. You, you don't, and, and you don't know ahead of time how it's going to play out. <laughs> well. Again, thank you, Janet. It's you are the first guest that has actually figured out who the quote's from. So well done. <laughs> that's because that's the field I play in yeah. all and, yeah. and that's what planetary peace, power, and prosperity. I mean, there are all kinds of analogies or metaphors here. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Janet, for, for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've I, fun. So thank you for playing with me. <laughs> So everybody, 
Uh, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that notification bell to get updates on our latest podcast. And thank you again, Janet, for being part of our show. It has been an absolute pleasure having you as our guest. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Janet. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Bye.